Welcome to Living Water Radio. New cases of the coronavirus are decreasing rapidly. Breakouts among the vaccinated have occurred, but those who have tested positive either have no symptoms or the symptoms are very minor. There was a breakout in the New York Yankees baseball organization this past week. Eight people tested positive. Seven showed no symptoms at all, and one had minor symptoms and is feeling better already. Vaccines have successfully prevented more serious illness and death. The CDC has said that masks are probably not necessary for the fully vaccinated, but we in California are being more conservative, which is kind of ironic for California. We are requiring them indoors for the time being, and what we have been doing is working. Our efforts have come to flower. Hello, my name is Pastor David Burkadal. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a United Church of Christ slash Christian Church Disciples of Christ ordained minister focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California and in San Dimas, California for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the more than 100 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. Between the two of us, we have over 80 years of ordained ministry experience. Check out our first Living Water Radio podcast, number zero, Welcome and Introduction, for more information about us and this podcast. It could be said that roses are mentioned many times in the Bible, and it could also be said that they are mentioned hardly at all. The challenge for translators is in figuring out what plant is being referred to in the original languages. For example, the NRSV uses the word crocus in Isaiah 35.1, The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad, the desert shall rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. But that word could also be translated as rose. When Solomon says in Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 1, I am a rose of Sharon, a lily of the valleys, some scholars and botanists say it could also have been a kind of tulip, or narcissus, or a kind of hibiscus, or crocus, or saffron. Other mentions of rose in the Old Testament could also be translated as oleander, some kind of bulb plant, or even plants of the lily family. What I do know is that the plants in the middle of our backyard are roses. We've planted them and we have tended them. The first secretary at the church I served in San Dimas was a wonderful gardener. She told me that roses like warm heads and cold feet, and that's the principle by which I have tended them. I cut them back after the likely last danger of frost has passed, and I feed them, usually with an organic rose food. We are tended much like that. We receive the radiance, not of the sun, S-U-N, but of the sun, S-O-N, the light of the world. We are nourished by the Holy Spirit, the streams of living water described in both the Old and New Testaments of the Bible. We are pruned sometimes as we open up to God's removal of those things that defy God in our lives and the sin that separates us from God and from one another. We repent and turn away from them and receive forgiveness. 
and we are fed by the sacraments and by the voice of God and God's Word through the Bible that opens us up to receive the gifts of faith through the Holy Spirit. God is the master gardener and knows what we need before we know what we need. We are the plant. God is the gardener. We bear roses to God's glory. I think that's why many churches have flowers near their altar that come from a flower shop or from people's home gardens. They bring the natural world, the world of God's creation, into our place of worship, where we give thanks for that creation and for the Creator. They are a symbol of joy and of the beauty God has given us within. But I think that they illustrate a greater reason. They are a reminder to be humble. They are a reminder that we are wholly dependent on God. When flowers are brought into the sanctuary to decorate the church, they are dead. Allow me to illustrate. Imagine I cut a rose from the bushes in our backyard. Those roses are in the first bloom. They are beautiful and alive because they have been created and tended. Their growth is enabled by the sun. They have been planted, fed, cut back, and watered. Once they have been cut, however, none of those practices will bring them back to life. They may look good for a while, and we can take steps to prolong their appearance, but they are dead. In the same way, we have been made Christians by God's work through the cross. We are alive in the Holy Spirit, God's ongoing personal presence for good in the world. Nothing can take us out of God's hand. We are like vine and branches. As long as we abide in a living relationship with the one true living God, we are alive forever. We can cut ourselves off from God, from the source of our beauty, our food, our streams of living water. We'll look good for a while. We can prolong our appearance artificially for a while, but we're spiritually dead. Peter writes, including a quote from Psalm 103, verses 15 through 18, in his first letter, the first chapter beginning at the 22nd verse, Now that you have purified your souls by your obedience to the truth, so that you have genuine mutual love, love one another deeply from the heart. You have been born anew, not of perishable but of imperishable seed, through the living and enduring word of God. For... All flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord endures forever. That word is the good news that was announced to you. That word is the word that gives life. Are you spiritually dry? Do you feel like you have the appearance of something but have given up on its power? Jesus says in the Gospel of Matthew, the fifth chapter, beginning at the 25th verse, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your span of life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. 
They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things, and indeed your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. Southern California has a Rose Bowl, a Rose Parade, and the Roses of the Huntington Garden, and thousands of parks and backyards. All of them are tended by people who seek roses. This is the time to let God open your heart and renew it as we are entering the new normal, to let God tend our interior selves, our living relationship with the living God, to nourish and shape us with streams of living water, the Holy Spirit at work within us to repent and to be open to God, to tending us like roses and shaping us into people God can use. Today, let's remember to pray that we may be God's instruments to do God's will in all things. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at therevsdavidandsally at gmail.com or send us a tweet to at David Burkadall and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to the same addresses and we'll include them next time. Send your comments there as well. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune in to the worship services they have available and support your church financially so that it will be there when we come back to fully physically present worship together. Support your pastor and church leaders, pray for them and help them in any way that you can. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody. Google a local or national hotline. Reach out. You are not alone. Wear a mask when you're outside your home, practice social distancing, wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Stay at home unless you are providing essential services or need them. Avoid crowds and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated.